Hey yo, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today we are on week five of the Meant for More tag-along coaching series. Man, time is flying. It's hard to believe that this program is just about halfway over. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's been a blast with the group so far. And just really, really enjoying seeing their growth and their experience of connecting to one another on all these things that they thought maybe made them a little bit weird or different or strange. And that's not the case at all. (laughs) There are others that are so, so similar and really just starting to see how these things can be beautiful. So anyways, gushing aside, super excited to get into what this week is. This week is fun because it's kind of a transition into uh, a deeper dive in terms of self-work. You know, when we're talking uh, doing the work, the, the deep work, the things that are difficult, are scary, are hard, we're kind of entering that realm this week. And the reason I like that is because this week is just deeply impactful. We're talking about things that are really at the root of who you are and run your life, essentially. And so getting very clear on what these things are, acknowledging it, and accepting it. The The point of this is not to shame ourselves or you for being this way but it's to gain an understanding of why you are that way and also how to move forward with that because none of this is uh like sentencing you to being this way forever there are absolutely ways to move forward through this and it's important to understand that it's not a letting go of or cutting off. Um, I suppose it is a letting go, but it's not a cutting off. It's a very gentle process. It is not abrupt or with resentment. It is a releasing with love. It's like if you, you, you've you like um, harbored a, a hurt baby duck or something like that and you let it fly afterwards. Yeah, we're just going to let that uh, analogy sit there for a second. Uh, I should stick to content and talking about the things that aren't analogies. Any hoozle, let's get this thing going for this week. If you have not checked out the prior weeks already, get to it. Guys, in the past two weeks alone, I have given out free exercises, really giving you a deep dive into this stuff. The one exercise in week three is one of my favorite. It's one that I would use with one-on-one clients. It's one that I use with the Meant for More program. This is legit stuff. I'm not just giving you surface level um, things to keep you busy. This is real meaningful work. So go check those things out if you haven't already. And uh, let me know what you think if you go through it. Today, specifically, we are talking about uh, the things that can drag you down both when relating to the external world as well as relating to your own internal world. So it's kind of a two-part series in the program. 
that I call the pitfalls. <laughs> We're using this uh, analogy of living a life of adventure, and this is where the, the path starts to get a bit treacherous. So the first part of this is the things external to you, which is your environment and your relationships, people around you. Really the focus of this portion is codependency and how it shows up in all areas of your life. So, excuse me, codependency can look like perfectionism. It can look like people-pleasing can look for just searching for approval at all turns. The fear or inability to let people down, feeling guilty of doing so, all of this comes back to codependency. This is a very specific learned behavior. Again, codependency has a bit of a negative connotation with it, so it's important to understand at this point that Your goal is to acknowledge that this is something that you struggle with. There is no shame in saying, I am codependent. I have codependent tendencies, which are people-pleasing, perfectionism, just overall the need for approval. Just take a second, kind of breathe that in, think about that. Um, And how this shows up, the way that this manifests itself is is really truly by trying to manage your environment trying to manage the energy in the room and what that looks like in real people terms is uh, trying to manage interactions trying to manage the emotions of others now at first this seems like a great skill and something that is really beneficial for everybody because you keep the peace, you make people happy, and sure, that starts innocently, it starts from a benevolent place, it starts from a, a place where people are actually being helped, but it can very quickly turn into something toxic. And I use the word toxic because it truly taints the environment, it taints the container that this is occurring in, it taints the relationship, any energetic connection in the room. And the example here is that if you are trying to manage somebody else's emotions, their reaction to something, their response, not wanting to let them down, uh, showing up in such a way that they feel more comfortable, the problem with this is that you are now being inauthentic yourself but you are also creating an inauthentic experience for that other individual because you are not giving them the space to show up with your truth and with how they could potentially react to that. So now what you've done is you've created an inauthentic container. (laughs) You've essentially created a lie. And I want to say it in that way because it's important to, again, this isn't shaming you, but it's important to acknowledge how sneaky this behavior can be and how quickly it undermines not only how you show up, but also your relationship with others. And you can quickly build a lot of false relationships and an environment around you. 
So codependency comes from a good place. It starts there, but it can quickly turn sour. And it's important to understand that this is a coping mechanism. This is something that you learned early on in your life because you wanted to keep the peace. You learn this as a safety mechanism. You learn this as something that was necessary for you to feel safe and comfortable as a child. Now, going deep, deep into that is beyond the scope of this podcast. Um, you have to join the for more program for more of that. But really what's important to understand at this point is that the longer you are engaging in codependent behaviors, the longer you are abandoning yourself. Codependency is self-abandonment. People-pleasing turns sour when you are abandoning yourself. When you cannot show up authentically, everything goes south. It may feel more comfortable. It may feel safer. You may feel great that you're avoiding that conflict. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's not benefiting you or anybody else. At this point, you really want to get clear about how you want to show up, what is meaningful for you, and really working towards a feeling of safety in your body. It's important to be able to feel comfortable with how you can show up. Not that it's going to be comfortable in the moment, but you want to be very clear on who it is you want to be and how you want to share and express yourself and understand that this is going to mean that people aren't always happy with you, that sometimes you do rock the boat. Sometimes the water isn't always going to be calm and smooth, but it's important that you are willing to let go of being that environmental manager stop and managing everybody else's emotions and worry about yours focus on expressing yourself and then dealing with what happens from there so that's part one we're always we're there there's a lot more in terms of details and stuff there and how to handle it how to go about that everybody in my meant for more program gets the goods on uh, exercises to work through that, embodiment practices, all that fun stuff. Um, but for the sake of this pod, we are going to move on to part two because we're, like I was beginning to say, they were running a little bit long here. So uh, with the second piece, now we're, we're focusing a little bit more internally. We were focused externally before and how you were relating to that. But now in the second part of this pitfalls uh, week, we're focused on how we sabotage ourselves, specifically through inaction, procrastination, avoiding, um, perfectionism, again, just overthinking in general, trying to wait or desire to wait for more ideal circumstances before acting. And really what this ends up looking like is, is a very quick downward spiral um, uh, into 
paralysis, analysis paralysis, like being stuck. And that cycle looks like, first and foremost, being really hyper-focused on the ideal scenario, wanting to feel comfortable and certain to move forward. That's really the, the, the key component to this, comfortability and certainty. I want to feel really confident about how I can move forward and about what I need to do. The other component of this then is justifying inaction. So that's the next step here. The first step is hyper-focused on the ideal circumstances and outcome. The second waterfall step in the downward spiral is justified inaction and or distracted action which is essentially manifesting as I need more blank. I need better blank. I don't have enough blank. Insert time, money, skills, other resources, uh, connections, relationships, looks. Like, you know, you just come up with every, every excuse in the book. And so what happens then at this step is you justify essentially wrong action you you justify misaligned action and that's really where this downward spiral spiral of inaction becomes ingrained because now you're stuck in this place you either feel good on the surface here the other thing we'll get to in a second deep down you actually actually feel like shit because you know you're not doing the thing you want to be or should be doing but now you are satisfied on the surface you've essentially conned yourself into thinking that you are doing enough or you're you're not doing something because you need to wait or you know for something else to happen for some other domino to fall when you know that this is a lie <laughs> and this is the very insidious nature of an action procrastination because underneath that surface you know that you are avoiding you know that you are not moving on the things that you can be you know that you are not acting in alignment with what it is that you actually want and this takes a deep emotional and spiritual toll on you because essentially what this pattern is ingraining and belief on a deep-rooted level is I can't show up for myself when it matters. And that, my friend, if you don't feel that on a deep level, you probably aren't um, <laughs> kind of the, the person that meant for more would help because this is something that everybody, myself included, there's a reason I know how to work with this stuff. Um, and it's still something that I go through and struggle with. If you are not familiar with this, this is probably not the place for you because it is absolutely a key element of everybody that I work with and that this program deeply impacts because now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Now we're getting to the um, not so pretty side of things here. And again, it's important to remind ourselves that there is no shame or judgment here. This is simply acknowledging what is and so from there, there's, there's really a process of getting out of that uh, to, to disrupt this pattern of inaction. 
And really it comes back to some of the things we discussed in the earlier weeks, which was being able to drop out of your head and get into your body. Notice that all the things that lead to inaction are happening in your head. It's important to create the space to get still. And by the way, this is something that I really flesh out and get very specific on um, helping my clients step through in the Meant for More program as a detailed exercise to go through this and specific examples that they're struggling with. But that's dropping into your body, being really present with that, and acknowledging those stories, the things that came up, the I need mores, the I don't have enough ofs, really getting clear on what those stories are because the power of this is that you'll notice if you can continually do this when you're avoiding, keeping yourself distracted, uh, taking distracted action, staying in an action, if you can genuinely acknowledge these stories, you will likely notice a couple stories that you come back to over and over. And then the power of that is that it becomes quite easy to notice when that's happening and create more space to say, okay, what's actually going on here? This is how you stop the cycle of inaction because from there, now you can really look at what's actually keeping me from doing this. I'm just afraid of putting myself out there Am I afraid of people judging me? Am I afraid of failure? Really being able to look at that and feel that in your body, genuinely, authentically, and honestly. Because then and only then can you actually figure out what needs to be done next. You can create clarity on the things that are holding you back and what it's going to take to shift that in you? What is it going to take to step forward? What is it going to take to be seen, to put yourself out there, to try something new? Then you are able to take meaningful, aligned, intentional action, which leads us to the key final step of this process, which is identifying the one one single step that you need to take to move forward with this in an aligned manner to be intentional about where you need to go because the second you start thinking about all those other steps you are screwed you're going to spiral right back into inaction because it's going to be overwhelming so your goal here is to identify the single mover the one thing you need to do and focus on that let everything else go (sighs) breathing in there (laughs) Uh, really what this comes down to this cycle of inaction procrastination avoidance you have to let go of trying to have it all figured out And you have to let go of wanting to feel completely comfortable and confident before acting, needing to know all the necessary steps because that is only going to keep you stuck. Your objective should be to lean into taking a single intentional aligned step. That, my friend, will take you to the next and then to the next and you're on your way from there, creating critical momentum. Oh, man. It's a lot of stuff, huh? (laughs) 
Hopefully you are feeling good about this. Uh, maybe you're feeling bad about this, and that's not altogether wrong or bad either. Because if I have gotten you to consider this on a deeper level, to want to be curious enough to take a deeper, closer look at this for yourself, then I've done my job. My job is not to make you feel warm and fuzzy, although I like doing that when I can. Um, But sometimes it's looking at the shit, acknowledging the things that we don't want to, putting very clear labels on certain parts of our personality, our behavior. And that's not to say that we are bad or we're wrong or we're broken. It's simply to acknowledge so that we can move forward with more clarity and take meaningful action, which is what week five, the pitfalls is all about, is identifying that and being able to release with love and being willing to face some of these things that are uncomfortable and full of resistance and fear. This is where the rubber meets the road, my friend. If you're able to look at that, that, this, and sit with this, you are in a good place. Thanks so much for hanging out. As in previous weeks, I would love if you shared my Instagram post about this or even just share a screenshot of you listening to this on your story. I would so love to get the word out to more people. Let's get more people like you listening to this. My goal is to get you unstuck, to get you moving towards the things that you actually want in your life so that you can actually create the work in the world that you are meant for. So would love, love, love any sharing Love, yeah, yeah, (laughs) now I'm getting repetitive. Now I'm just rambling because we're trying to finish this up and I'm not doing a good job. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, friend, and I will be talking to you soon.